Thank you for joining us, everyone, for another episode of Creatives Chat, featuring Chris James. Join us as we chat about who knows what. Click the subscribe button to be notified of future episodes and join our... Our show shall begin now. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by... WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel and... Learn to play jazz piano like a pro by a pro with Jazz Piano Pro Essentials at jazzpianopro.com. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Creatives Chat. I'm Rusty. I'm Peter. And Peter, tell everyone who we have on our show today. Oh, Rusty, I am incredibly excited. Our guest is a self-taught holistic wellness coach and creator of the wellness brand, A Healthy Alternative, with over 140,000 followers all over the globe. He teaches others how to heal using the body's natural resources and is a believer that water fasting should be the epicenter of one's wellness journey. Through personal experimentation and documentation, he shows others how to perform safting facely. And honestly, he's one of my biggest inspirations for water fasting itself. He's the epitome of the application of knowledge is power. We have Chris James. All right, everybody, let's meet Chris. <laughs> oh, man, and thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the show. Yo, I'm incredibly excited to talk to you today, but how are you doing? I'm very well. Every day is a good day. Facts. Now, just for the listeners, I know a lot of them already know about my you know, water fasting journey, which started a little more than three years ago, and I'm going to be completely real with you your channel was the one that kind of was like the final tipping point where I was like, yeah, I got to do this for real. Like, let's go. <laughs> so dope. it's an honor to actually interview, man. <laughs> well, that's exciting, man. It, it's it's always interesting to, to hear people say that, like, your channel is the one that pushed me over. You're the reason why I tried it. And yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, from like the spiritual angle, I got into a lot of like the mysticism aspect of it and all the different unfoldments that can arise from it. But just seeing your journey itself and your transformation was just one of those, oh, this is legit. Like this is legit, legit. <laughs> so just for our listeners, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and more importantly about your channel and your brand, Healthy Alternative? Well, uh, so I'm 36. I'm actually working on uh like removing myself from a number so I, I have to think about like how old I am because I really I would like to focus more on how old I feel and you know mm. what's the health of my body and, and where am I at there but anyway um I started my health journey about six years ago seven years ago and uh basically what what ended up happening was I was going through a process where my body was starting to like break down and shut down on me. Um, I was dealing with uh, memory loss, uh, fatigue. Uh, I was I was construction worker at the time, and I was I was like getting tired at lunchtime. Uh, my hair was thinning, and and not only was I having all these issues, I was looking at the guys around me. I mean, I was an electrician, but like just looking at construction guys. By the time they're fifty, they're all worn out, and it's you know they're falling apart. And I started questioning myself and I'm just like, man, like, is it, does it have to be this way? Like, is this mm. my future? And I literally <laughs> said, no, like I'm, it's not, it's not going to be me. So I started researching and having discussions with guys at work about, you know, like when I look at, when I look at the Bible, right, the Bible has all these characters that were able to live for, you know, 300, 400, right. a thousand years. Then you look outside of the Bible and you look at um, ancient cultures who had rulers who were in place for a thousand plus years. And I'm yeah. like, OK, either something is extremely wrong with us now or like I'm misinterpreting this information. So I, di I dive deeper into it. And what I started to learn is um, something's extremely wrong with us right now. And so uh, I started learning about ways to, you know, heal the body naturally you know, what the body is capable of. And it was really fun, like going down that rabbit hole and seeing everything that we are kind of born with, all of the ability we're born with. I mean, I don't, yeah. I still, I'm at the tip of the iceberg still. 
But through that journey, I began my own process of experimentation. And um, what really birthed a healthy alternative was, um, so I was dealing with an infection that I had like for 10 years. It was crazy. They went to the doctors, took all the medication, nothing worked. And I was literally leaving the doctor's office the last time that I saw him. He was like, yo, it might be dietary. And it was so funny because at that time I was studying uh, Dr. Sebi and herbs and alkaline foods. And it was resonating with me that my issue might be what I was eating. And so when he said that, it solidified it for me. So uh, at a parallel time, my brother was also dealing with diabetes um, his girlfriend had finally convinced him to go to the doctor. You know, men are really stubborn about going to the doctor. And uh, they they were like, yo, you're pre-diabetic. The writing was on the wall because yeah. my brother was what they call a, a symptomatic pre-diabetic. So he had yeah. impotency. He had, you know, sleep apnea. He had you know, tendonitis and high wow. blood pressure and just all, all these different signs that something was really, really wrong. Uh, and so I was just like, yo, let's try, let's try something different. Let's try something radical or whatever. And, you know, really helped me for my own personal journey to have him right there beside me. So yeah. I jumped out. The first thing I did, I did a 13 day water fast. What? And that was the first <laughs> right, thing. Right into it. Cause I was like, I was all into the, I was all into the, the historical text and stuff. And I'm looking at all these people, you know, doing these long fasts. And I'm like, I want to achieve that. Mm. Um, and so after doing my first fast and, and seeing all of the amazing benefits and we, I'm sure yeah. we'll dive more into it. Um, I decided that this information had to be shared with the world and my brother who was pre-diabetic at the time, after about six weeks of a regimen that we developed for him, all his diabetic conditions were gone. He had lost Whoa. 50 pounds. Um, we knew for a fact that he was no longer diabetic. And I said, yo, John, we have to share this with the world. So I literally created a, a, a YouTube channel. It was actually my second YouTube channel. And um, I, I just I named it a healthy alternative because my my thought process was we need a healthy alternative to modern medicine, period. Yeah. Instead of going to modern medicine for healing and preventative care and dietary strategy, um, whatever type of treatment you're interested in, we need a healthy alternative because I knew that that treatment is not healing. Facts. And so <laughs> the brand was born and now it's crazy. <laughs> exactly, though. Well, I think that's just the most fascinating point right there, though, is reawakening to the human potential. And I find that that's always one of those fascinating attributes of our history is they've been telling us these methods in all the different cultures and religions for a long, long time now that we are amazing healers and it starts within ourselves. So what were some of the kind of like eye-opening things for you that you observed in like the first 13 day water fast, which I got to give it to you. That's pretty savage. <laughs> Just go to ham with 13 days straight off the bat. Straight off the bat. You know, I, I actually, um, it's funny uh, before I kind of get into the benefits and things, um, my goal was actually 40 days. I was mm. like, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the 40 days, the Jesus thing. I'm gonna do the 40 yeah, yeah. days. If he could do it, I could do it. And so I fell short of my goal. I was actually really disappointed in myself, but, um, the, the benefits were crazy. So one thing that I did when I started my journey journey is I, I had a journal and I, I don't know really mm. why, cause I'm not a writer, but I decided to start, you know, jotting down things that I experienced. So the, the, the first thing that I noticed was the first full, full 24 hours that I fasted, I lost like four three or four pounds. That yeah. was like the first, I was like, Whoa, that's weird. You know, um, after two days, I noticed that that irritation that I had been dealing with for the past 10 years completely subsided. Wow. So, so after two days of fasting, I was sold. I'm like, okay, this is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, on day, on day four-ish, five-ish, something euphoric happened. Yeah. So I, I woke up 
And, and what I noticed was my energy might get like really low at night, but when I would wake up, I'd be really refreshed. Mm-hmm. So I woke up this day and I remember having thoughts of wellness. Like <laughs> it was just like, okay, I don't want to drink anymore. I want to go to the gym right now. Um, also, I felt like I hadn't been eating for five days. So I felt like I could actually continue going on like that forever. Like, imagine not eating for five days and getting to a point where you feel so good that you were like, I don't even eat food. Right. So so I slipped into what I call the Goldilocks zone where you're you feel light. Um, your, 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 your cognitive function is firing. You, 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 you have all these thoughts of, of, of wellness and well-being. Um, and then I started to become more in tune with nature on, Mm -hmm. on a completely different level than I had ever imagined before. I started to become aware of ants and, and (laughs) birds and you know what I'm saying? Like I actually started to develop a, a, a care for, for, for animals, small creatures like ants and flies, right? And it was so crazy because um, after I changed my energy around insects, because typically if there's an insect in my house, I'm either going to kill it or, you know what I mean? I don't want it there. It's annoying me. Uh, Bugs started coming to me. Like there was an ant and I kid you not, there was a specific ant that was in my room for weeks. He would not leave. And the, when I very first saw him, you know, my first thought was, let me put him outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I put the ant outside on my patio. And then the next day I see another ant and I'm like, OK, I must just have, you know, must be a whole bunch of ants. But the way mm-hmm. I knew it was the same ant is because one day he, I woke up and I rolled on him and it kind of <laughs> jacked his, his tail up or whatever it's called. And, and I was just I was devastated. <laughs> So, you know, I put him outside or whatever. And sure enough, he just kept coming back. But, you know, I kept having experiences like that. I got a Hmm. picture of this bee that came and sat with me one day at work. So I did my 13 day fast, um, but my mind had already already been renewed and and changed by the experience. I was sitting at lunch eating uh, my food and this bee literally just and just lands right on my hand and just was just chilling. I was like, what is going on? So, um, I mean, th- those are just some of the initial things that I noticed. Um, it, it, the list really, really goes on and on. And I could get into, you know, what my brother experienced, which was even more extreme than I did. Yeah, well, I think before we dive into that, I, it's interesting to see the spiritual shift that happened. I think one of the biggest things in terms of just like the cognitive awakening is people forget how much energy you spend processing and digesting food. And when that goes to the brain, I know for myself personally, that four to five day Goldilocks zone, I get into like that superhuman mode where it's just like, and it's funny because it's when you think, when you talk about it now, it's, it's funny how the first things flash back. Like with my first fast, when I got to that point, colors and smells and things were just so vibrant and that never went away. It's just this different like technicolor vision, just like I'm so enamored with life. But that that connection with nature is really profound because I think that's an overlap for everyone that goes through that process of really breaking an old conditioning, you know, going beyond and entering into that superhuman level. And that's really what I akin the water fasting experiences is, because, again, it shows the capacity that like our vehicle can heal from so much. So um, now let's tap in with your brother stuff. Like what was some of those happenings? So, like I said, my brother was was a diabetic, but he was morbidly obese. So he was a vet. He's he's a veteran. And being in the military just destroyed his body. Mm -hmm. He's got he had so many issues, um, sleep apnea, uh, erectile dysfunction. You know, my my brother's younger than I am. So at the time, oh, wow, he might have was like 28 years old, Um, you know, Wow. This this weird this weird tendon issue in his in his uh, forearms where they would just get in, intensely painful. He had allergies. My brother's allergies were so bad that, like during the summertime, so we're in Texas, and for whatever reason, the pollen just weird out here. Um, 
he would sit in his room with a hot rag on his face, just writhing in agony, like for the whole day. I I, I felt wow. bad for him, you know. Nice. Um, and also he was dealing with a depression as well, which I was too. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are depressed and they don't know it. And I think we can attribute it to oftentimes the chemical imbalance and the hormonal imbalance, which is, I think people don't look at that. We look at depression right. from this whole mental thing, like, you know, get your mind right. But it's like, well, there's a chemical component as well. So mm. um, we put him on a regimen. We call it the five, two. And as far as I know, that that it, we started that. Right. So if you ever hear anybody talk about the five two, um, fasting for five days, eating for two days, that's that's mm. the what we developed for him. And Damn. he did it for I think he actually did. the Well, he started with a, a, a 10 day fast and then he switched to the five two and he did it for about two months. But wow. after six weeks. Like I mentioned earlier, his weight, his he had lost 50 pounds in, in, so in six weeks. Yeah. Um, all of his all of his diabetic conditions were gone. You know, sexual uh, performance was back. And um, we I mean, we knew we had struck gold. So, yeah. you know, that and that's that's just one of my brothers, one of the stories that we have. But, you know, fortunately, I've been able to to inspire, you know, four people in my, my immediate family, four family members who have kind of taken this journey with me. And my brother Steven's journey is even crazier. Like he was, he was dealing, he was up, he started off at uh, nearly 400 pounds. I think he was 375. He might've got to 400 wow. at his biggest, but when I started working with him, he was about 375. Um, I actually have his video, his first videos on YouTube. You could see me interviewing him at, um, at I think he was at 360, 355 at that time because he'd already done some things. Yeah. And he, he just is a completely different person. His energy was super low vibrating. So that was another thing, right? The depression, yeah. low vibrating energy, low self-concept. Like he just, he, he, he just, he was teeter tottering on that that ledge of like breaking like mental having a mental breakdown yeah. and um uh he had some really crazy things happen so my brother steve was dealing with um a toe fungus that he had had since we were children so it was Whoa. like something he always had and what i started to learn was that fungus was actually a result of a low functioning liver yeah through fasting and everything, um, he was able to actually clear his toes up. So now the fungus is completely gone. And his fungus, like it was, it was black. His feet were black, his toenails just dry. It just, it looked bad, man. It looked really <laughs> bad. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much more you want. Like I could keep going. He's oh <laughs> he he lost, he ended up losing 142 pounds over the span of about a year, a couple months, maybe a year, three months wow. or so. But he lost his first 90 pounds in like two and a half months. It was insane. Mm. Right. And oh, yeah. they did all of this. Right. So so I, I actually ended up losing 90 pounds total, uh, but I was actually under the weight that I wanted to be. So so I gained back about 20, 20 pounds or so. But John and Steve, they had lost over 100 pounds, no loose skin. Right? That's the fascinating stuff right there is the body's efficiency just to reel it all in. Yeah. Oh, man. So in terms of that 5-2, is that what you would call like stacking fast versus like a long-term, like huge duration of a fast? Uh, yeah, that's something that's something you could certainly use uh, in a stacking method. Um, stacking, stacking is maybe a little bit more unique than that, where it's essentially, you can take a, a combination of different fasting, fasting methods or like a period of time. And you're pre pretty much, uh, stacking. So like you could do, you know, you could do, um, you know, alternate day fasting, which would kind of be like stacking. You could also do a 14 to which mm. is uh, 14 days of fasting with a two-day break. And, and so actually during my brother's, um, 
when he very first did his fasting journey, and this is how he lost so much in such a short period of time, he would do like 14 days at a time. And people always ask me, well, Chris, how much time do you need in between the fast? And I'm like, I mean, one day, two days at the most, like you don't really need any time in between. It's really more mental than anything. Yeah. But what we found was that, okay, so after two weeks of fasting, your body shifts gears and it really starts to shrink, tighten. Um, you'll, you're going to see the most inches kind of come off. Yeah. Um, Steve probably reported at the, I think at the, at one time he was losing like four or five inches a week, you know, wow. just insane amount of inches. And, um, so what we did was that would become very, it would, it would kind of like, it wouldn't motivate him because he's doing these really long fasts. They want to see the scale move every single day. So after two weeks, I would say, okay, instead of going through your week, which is, we call it a fasting shrink week. Instead of, uh, you know, seeing that happen, eat for two days and then go back into fasting. And what it would do is it would keep the scale constantly moving down. So for those who are like completely driven by like the scale, you can actually kind of manipulate your fast in a way so that you can always see the scale keep going down. Like it'll bump up a little bit when you actually eat. And it really depends on what you eat, you know, what how much weight you see. But um, you'll, you'll, you know, as soon as you start fasting and you'll see the weight go back. So you don't have that fasting uh, shrink week. But yeah, that's that's wild stuff. Now, in terms of just your own personal experience, is it just straight water fasting or have you experimented with dry fasting at all? And kind of like what's your methodology behind that and your approach? Yeah, so uh, dry fasting, I um, I studied dry fasting much longer than I did um, water. well. I waited to do a dry fast much longer than I waited to do a water fast. The yeah. reason why is because when I was studying dry fasting, I did find stories where people hurt themselves. And yeah. with water fasting, I never really saw that. I never, so it didn't really make me nervous. But with dry fasting, I saw these weird stories. And so I was just like, ah, oh, I'm going to hold off on it for a little while. After a year or so of doing fasting, might have been a year and a half, water fasting, I decided, let me dabble in some dry. It's the brand is growing, mm. you know, let's figure this thing out. It yeah. was the most amazing experience because when you, when you do water fasting, you just assume fasting comes with a certain amount of, you know, detox symptoms and there's, there's uh, mental barriers and obstacles that you have to overcome hunger pangs. There's just, you, you understand what you get with water fasting. Yeah. Dry fasting flipped it all on its head. It was a completely different experience. So number one, dry fasting, and you may have heard this before, is, is nearly three times as um, potent as water fasting. Some people use the word effective. It's kind of hard. You got to be careful with the words yeah. because it's hard to really quantify it. But it's, it's when you just look at weight loss, it's about two-ish, three-ish times more effective than, than water fasting. So that was the first thing I noticed. The second thing that I noticed was that I didn't get hungry on a dry fast. Like I didn't feel hunger pangs at all the entire time. So my first dry fast I did was six days. Wow. When I hit the ground, I like to hit it running. But I'm you like, should have been dead. Everything's told me you should have been dead. You went more than three days. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh, three minutes without oxygen, uh, three day, three days days without food or water yeah, and then three and weeks without food or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's three, 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 whatever it is. Yeah, some malarkey. Um, <laughs> I completely shattered that. And so I noticed that the most that I craved was just water. But the interesting thing about dry fasting, you would think that your mouth is going to be dry. Like you think I'm dry fasting. My mouth's going to be, I'm going to be thirsty. No, when you properly hydrate before you do your dry fast, um, the body does a very good job of keeping your mouth moist. As a matter of mm. fact, when when I dry fast, my mouth is more moist than it is when I'm drinking water. So right. I don't have to worry about like dry throat and, and things of that nature. And that could be because that, I, you know, I properly pre pre prepare. And, you know, I'll, we'll talk here in a second about how to prepare for a dry fast. But so so the, the weight loss is is amplified. Um, the, the hunger pangs are pretty much non-existent. You, the most you want is water. 
you you don't really have dry mouth like you typically would would see, but also the detox symptoms are more intense. I so <laughs> when when <laughs> when I when I did um, my 13 days of water, I mean, there were days where it was rough. No big deal. I just you just mentally you just power through it with yeah. dry fasting. There's like a hard stop point. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to you're going to get to a point. The the uh, one of the common detox symptoms with fasting is like lightheadedness or dizziness or whatever yeah. that hits so heavy. Um, I really I really needed to rest like, you know, there were there were times when it was just like you're just drained. You mm. you also and I actually noticed this with water fasting, too. You notice how powerful your voice is when you try to have a conversation with somebody after you've been dry fasting or water fasting for a long duration. And you right. see how much energy it takes to talk. And I finally I started to gain a massive respect for my voice. Like mm. I've always been the type of person that didn't like to waste their breath like that. I'm, I'm that guy, but I don't like to waste my breath. But once I went through that fasting, I remember having a um, a fairly colorful, I'll say, discussion with my my brother's ex-girlfriend. And it really like drained me. I had to go like lay down after that. And I started to realize how powerful the vibrations from our body are. And, you know, when we mm. talk and like this idea that when you when you're passionate and you're talking, you're giving someone energy like that's real. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah. Dry fasting was crazy. Um, and the other thing that I noticed with the dry fasting. Dreams like the dreams were more vivid. They were th th at the time I was kind of interested in like, what do you call it? Uh, lucid dreaming. I was kind mm -hmm. of interested in that. And yeah. so my energy was kind of focused on that. And I had an experience where in my dream, like I met this girl that I felt like I was like really connected to. Um, and it was weird because I remember like we like, well, I, I think I had to swim underwater. So it was like this underwater cave and then uh, you pop out and there's like this air pocket and she was there and we had this conversation and she specifically told me like, you're not going to remember me when you wake up. And I said, I will never forget you. You know, it was like the most crazy dream, but yeah. I never saw what she looked like. It was more of like her energy, kind of like yeah. almost like a silhouette. So I don't know how she looks. I just know that, like, I'll never forget that dream. But yeah, yeah you just experienced so much. That's a fascinating point right there, though, is the how tapped in you get into like energy, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, you know, and I find that, you know, on the longer facet I do that's the one thing that always stands out the most is, and I guess it actually comes back to that, the chemical aspect of the imbalances that we put into our body. I found, I had like a revelation in meditation one day where I didn't observe any thoughts that were like certain patterns of just like, oh, not just like hungry ones, but even just like aggression, um, things kind of like um, my own self judgments and insecurities, like in my early days in the fasting. And when I noticed that those dropped, I was like, wait, you are what you eat really means something even more powerful, you know, and like just noticing that all that karmic debt wasn't in the body and going through that transformation was really, really revealing just to, again, the, the subtleties of our energy, you know, how much I'm giving people away in conversation in action, how much stuff really just isn't worth my breath. Like that's one of those things that really resonated with me that I kept from the fast, but it's, you know, it's a powerful, it's a powerful opportunity for people. And I don't know if you know him, but, um, it was one of the first things that kind of like got me into it on the spiritual side. It's this, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but it's a uh, Yogi Pradlad Johnny, I think, but he's this, he's this Indian Yogi who apparently hasn't eaten since he was like 11 or like yeah. eight. And when he was under the medical supervision, they were watching him and his bladder literally fills up and reabsorbs the urine doesn't drink water he's just dry fasting all the time living off prana living off that the vital forces are all around and <laughs> when i saw that you know that's what got me into dry fasting as well is just understanding that like yo our body can do 
amazing, miraculous things. Like I love fasting in the winter because that's usually when I'm like the most ashy because I'm up in Seattle. So it's like Pacific Northwest. It's like, it's <laughs> that cold breeze. Yeah. And I always notice when I'm water fasting, no need for any lotion, nothing. Mm. And I actually stopped using a lot of lotions and things like that because I noticed that they were impacting my skin more. I'm, I'm sure you've experienced all like oh, that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Dude, I I had to cut out everything. Like, if it's not homemade with natural uh, ingredients and stuff, like, I don't use it. I got mm -hmm. so sensitive on my fast that I couldn't take showers because I could feel the chemicals in the water. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's you, you get really sensitive. And you touched on some a really good point, right? Talking about the yogi, because... Um, you know, one of the things that, um, I've, I've read books and I've seen, you know, I think he's probably one of the best examples of dry fasting and long-term dry fasting, but a lot of people, they just don't believe it. They just assume that it's a lie, but when you understand what the body is capable of and how the body works and you really see, okay, no, this is something that could really be done. Then it's like, okay, we know he's not lying. And it's just like, well, can I do that? And what what can I gain from doing it? Because yeah. a lot of people, they look at it like I'm missing out, I'm losing. And it's it's kind of like this idea that the more you let go of, the more you can gain. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so, facts. So I think we both have had this experience as we, when you, when you start fasting, okay, you're letting go of food Then you start dry fasting, you're letting go of water. And the more you go down this, this rabbit hole, the more you actually gain, I will never change my experience. Like if I could change my history, my experiences, I would never do it. I've gained so much. Um, okay. Just a respect for my own, my own body. When you mentioned, the, the chemical constituents that make up these foods that we eat, how they literally become a part of us, mm. you know, learning that we are energetic creatures. And when you eat, let's just say you eat a, a beef from a cow, right? The cow was born into bondage. We don't call it that. We call it a farm. And the, the, the probably stripped away from its mother because its mother's being raped and pumped for her milk. And yeah. so now there's trauma. And then we're, yeah. we're taught at a young age that animals don't think and feel like we do. They have just instinct. It's completely different. That's complete BS. So yeah. now you have all this trauma in the flesh of this animal. You're feeding it unnatural food. So you're not allowing an animal to eat what it's supposed to eat, which is what, like grass and plants and just herbs or whatever. You're giving it grain. You're giving it other animal particulates. You're giving it all right. this crap. Even its so, own, even its own, forcing it, it to cannibalize. Like well, right, forced to cannibalize. So now the animal gets extremely sick. Well, duh. So now you give it an antibiotic. So now you're poisoning it on top of the fact. So so it just it builds up all of this toxicity in the flesh of the animal. Then you murder it in a humane way, right? By slitting its throat or hitting it in the back of the head with a bat or shooting it. People yeah. do all kinds of messed up stuff. And then you cut the meat up and you package it and you send it to the grocery store for us to consume. Now, we're energetic creatures. So we're not just eating the flesh of some animal. We're consuming all of the trauma, all of the energetic imbalance, all of the negativity, every, everything that was done to that animal. We are eating it. We're consuming it. And now we're wondering, well, why am I depressed? Why am I, why am I so sad? Why am I so sad? Why, why am I got all these highs and lows and yeah, you are what you eat. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's interesting when the thought forms dropped away, that was probably one of the most profound things was noticing the shifts of that roller coaster of emotion was just gone. And the only thing that I came back to was the food. And then, you know, I do want to get into this with you because I found that the most important thing for me, obviously, and I always like to push this to people is it's how you break your fast and what you eat after your fast. And that's one of the things that was the most profound is I can't even go back. Like, even if I wanted to eat certain foods, I just know that they would just destroy my body. Right. Straight <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, so, well, let me just say this first. When you look at, when you look at fasting, um, I always package prep, the actual fast and the refeed. That's all fasting. If you're yeah. not doing, if you're mm. not looking at all of them together as a package, 
you're not doing it properly. And that's yeah. super important. Um, so so the refeed is when you hear stories about people harming themselves with fasting, that's usually the actual refeed, not the fast itself. It's right. like I was fasting for X amount of days. Then I went to a Chinese buffet and now I'm in surgery. You know what I'm saying? And so for the first time you get to see, like after a fast, for the first time you get to see how toxic, how poisonous and how detrimental the foods you eat are. Um, There's a guy on YouTube. uh, I think his name's called Vegetable Police. He's a really (laughs) eccentric guy. And um, he was doing some really long term fasting. I don't know if it was 21 days or 30 days or maybe even more. He's just a wild guy. Very interesting. And um, he broke his fast with like three eggs, like just just egg. He didn't cook it or anything. And I don't know, maybe something else. And he ended up in the hospital. Um, um, Something was about to rupture. I can't can't remember his appendix or something like that was about rupture. Uh, And I said to myself, now, I don't know his whole story. I think he, he has some surgeries and some things going on. But I said to myself, wasn't I mean, it was the it wasn't a fast. It was those freaking eggs you ate. And it just so happens that the way that your body reacted to it was in that manner was more extreme. And uh, he ended up not getting the surgery because the doctor was like, yo, we got to take your appendix out. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I mean, you know, he's fine. But it was the, it was the food that he ate. Yeah. And it just had yeah. such a violent reaction in the system for whatever reason. Mm. So the goal is. Whenever you whenever you break your fast, you want to make sure the food is as easily digestible as possible. That's okay. the key. And the most easy thing to eat is something with a lot of water content. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. one thing I ask people all the time and, uh, you know, I'll ask you because I've, I've asked this a hundred times. You're in the jungle, you're naked, you don't have any tools, you don't have fire, you don't have any resources outside of your hands um, and, you know, just your own strength. Uh, You have a pig in front of you, you have a uh, bush of kale, and you have a mango. Which one do you go for? I'm going for that mango. (laughs) All day long. It's the easiest, right? Now, why is that? We're, We're supposed to be carnivores, right? We're supposed to be eating meat. So why don't you take your teeth and bite into the hide of that pig? Well, kale is nutrient dense. It's supposed to be the superfood. Like, why, why don't you go for the kale? You're automatically drawn to what is the best for you, right? The mango yeah. It's vibrant. It's colorful. It's sweet. It yeah. has hydration. It's juicy, right? It's prepackaged. It's ready to go. You don't have to salt it. You don't have to season it. You don't have to cook it. It's, yeah. it's 100% ready to go. And, and that's how simple it is. Nature is so simple. You think about the breast milk of a healthy mother, it's sweet, which means that we are designed to be attracted to and consume sweet things, but it needs to be naturally sweet. Yeah. And that's how they get us with the food because they put the artificial sugar in everything, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's facts though. I think that's the funniest stuff is you know, anytime I'm fasting, I mean, it's even now like the things that I crave more than anything else is fruit. And I've found that that it's that energetic aspect to it. It's the karmic gift that is fruit itself. When you look at it just from the energetic component, it's like mm. it's literally nature's gift. It's like the one thing like you think about kale, for example, you think about any type of like leafy vegetable, you have to harm the plant mm. to actually eat that. So there's like so many different layers to it where it's like the fruit is literally just like a I made this for you. <laughs> you know, like enjoy. And you're like, yo, yes, I'm mouthwatered. Like when our strawberries are ripe out here, like I could smell a strawberry from like three blocks. Wow. I think that's just the one thing is, you know, I was drawn naturally to fruit as the main thing. And I'm pretty much like, I don't know, people like to call everything with labels like fruitarian. Like, yeah, most of my diet is fruit now, like mm-hmm. seeds and nuts, fruit, nothing really too crazy. I love some sourdough bread because I make it, but like. <laughs> But it's one of those things that even that with like the probiotic natural fermentation aspect, like I've noticed that certain things are just so detrimental for the body, unless it's that natural method. And 
what you touched on was really important with the the artificial sugars because mm. again that stuff just hijacks the brain you know it's it's treated a lot like it processes a lot like cocaine fructose doesn't do that right that's the, that's the most wild thing that i've seen is you know you look at in the 70s they've known that it's the artificial sugars the corn syrups that is the most detrimental thing for human health and when that system's hijacked by artificial ingredients by different like the diets you know, the fake sugars that's not, that's sending your body the trigger that you're getting sugar and you're never getting it. Like people are destroying their bodies and they don't even realize like how crazy a soda is. Oh, like, you know, like I can't even, I literally can't even palate. Like it's not even palatable for me anymore to like have a lot of these processed foods. Cause you can taste it. You can feel it. It sits in your gut for how long and like stimulates you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, well, you made me remember. So, so when I very first started my, my fasting journey, I also coupled it with like five months of alkaline eating. Cause mm. like, I'm just like, yo, I'm all in, let's do it. So I'm fasting regularly. I'm eating alkaline and I'm, I'm talking strict. No, no, no cheat days. None of that. I'm, this is wow. what I'm eating now. That did a couple really important things for me. Number one, it allowed me to test was what I was experiencing truly dietary. And that mm. was important for me. Um, the other thing too, it taught me how to cook for the first time. Like I could prepare a meal before and I thought I could cook, but I, until you start messing with some mushrooms and marinating herbs and get, you know, uh, smoked paprika and what is that? And you know what I mean? Until you start messing with that, um, you're not really cooking. And so I learned how to truly cook. So, cause mm. like, having to go out and get food from somewhere else uh, as far as like vegan or vegetarian or whatever, it's a challenge. You know, you really can't get good stuff. But yeah. after that, pro after that time, I decided to have a, um, a candy bar. My favorite candy bar is a zero bar. This is something I ate when I was a child. And um, I had bought, I had bought a, a case of them because they're really hard to find. So I just bought a mm -hmm. case and I'd have one, you know, once a month or whatever. That was just my thing. Yeah. Well, I go to have a zero bar and within probably blah, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, I could feel it stimulating me. Like I could literally feel it in my veins. You know how quickly the blood, wow. you know, you know, circulates the body. I could feel it stimulating me almost like if I drank like, you know, some some coffee or something like yeah. jittery. And I said, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it was beautiful because the, the journey that I had gone through up until that point um, allowed me the, the vision or the, the perception. I, I was able to understand what was happening. And it wasn't mm. just a zero bar anymore. It was it yeah. was a chemical contact co cocktail that was stimulating my body. And I never had one since, you know, like. <laughs> I, I had a hostess uh, cupcake like two, three years ago for the first time in, in a decade or more. I don't know. I right? never really ate them. And, and I just had one. And like you said, I could taste the chemicals in it. I was like, this is trifling. <laughs> you know, it's like, how did we ever like this stuff? But when you fast, one of the benefits we didn't talk about yet was it, clean, it cleans the palate. It restores yeah. your taste buds. You know, um, I think on a video recently, I was talking about this, like, how often do you get like, t your taste buds are all sore and, you know, swollen and stuff like how often does that happen? And I'm like, yo, that's not supposed to happen. That like, your taste buds aren't just supposed, I was on YouTube. And people's taste buds get so swollen and stuff. Sometimes they got all these weird techniques. Like if you just go on YouTube, and you look for techniques for removing swollen taste buds. It's all these techniques and strategies. And I'm like, wow, my taste buds haven't been swollen in years. But it right? used to happen all the time. Yeah. Before. Those the sea salt and vinegar. Like we have Tim's out here. Those like potato kettle kettle potato chips. Yeah. Every time. It's yeah. one of those ones where it's just everything is so hyper reactive. Again, it's, it's just throwing off the natural chemistry of the body. And I find that we normalize it. And like you touch on a point that's really important is this kind of the bodily reset that happens is everything changes. You know, it's like I found that because I have like a, I have more of a biology science background and I was doing a lot of different like research studies on this stuff. And I found that 
one of the things with obesity is people's biological mechanism to actually burn fat isn't on. It just it just gets shut down. It gets circumnavigated because they're just they're just in such a crazy caloric intake that their body's just like, oh, well, we're just going to keep taking it in, I guess. And when you water fast, like they've found that that resets completely, like 100 percent. So not only do the taste buds switch, your your body becomes more efficient at burning fat. Like I'm really fascinated with um, the different irritations and like fungus aspects, too, because all the systems for healing just reset. Inflammation just drops your body goes into that conservation mode where it's like, I don't have, I don't have time for that. Get out. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the systems, well, you know, I look at it like this. I, I do it. I do my best to simplify this stuff. Let's just say mm. we are a battery pack, right? And mm. every morning you wake up with a hundred percent charge. Well, the first thing you do, or at least we should have a hundred percent charge. Most of us don't. <laughs> But you, the first thing you do is you put something in your mouth. It's the first thing we do in the morning. It's called breakfast. So instantly you take that reserve. Let's just say it's 100 and you reduce it down to 60 percent. Just just boom. We start the day. We're at 60 percent. People don't understand how much energy it takes to digest food. Right. And actually, one of the best ways that you can kind of comprehend how much energy it takes is by fasting. Because then when you start fasting, then you get what they what people call the fasting insomnia, where, you know, you have so much you have a surplus of energy. So you can't sleep at night. Um, I'm sure you've experienced it. Like, you know, when I was when I was fasting, four hours was about the most sleep that I could get. And Mm. what what I found was I was able to get more hours in my day. So people are constantly complaining. We only got 24 hours in a day. Well, how is it that? person a can get x amount of work done in their 24 hours but you can only get you know half as much done and it's all about managing time management well if you have an additional two hours or even four hours if you if you sleep eight hours imagine four hours a day that's a that's an enormous amount of extra time you have to get things done to spend time with your family or whatever the case may be and it's even better because then you don't have to worry about people at night you get that quiet, calm stillness of the morning and the nighttime just to get, really, get a lot of shit done. You get a lot of stuff done. Super, super efficient. So, um, you know, the the uh, the chemistry of the body and the systems, we have to respect them and we need to understand them. So yeah. um, one of the things that I did was uh, I started these liver and gallbladder flushes. And Mm. there was a period of time, I I think I did them for like six months. And essentially, it's designed to uh, cleanse the the liver out, right? Because our liver, it has all, it's like these little pathways and our liver looks like a spider web, just all these little pathways. Bile flows through it, but it get they get gunked up. It gets gunked up with all the plaque and all the mucus and all the crap that we eat. Mm. And over time, it becomes inefficient. And when the bile isn't, efficiently flowing you have all kinds of issues especially uh digestive issues right your yeah. body doesn't digest well so i'm doing these liver and gallbladder flushes um the the other thing it does is it helps to uh, uh um, remove gallstones if you have a gall, gallstones collecting which is supposed to be impossible uh, without surgery but you, you you become very sensitive so the actual the actual mm. flush itself is literally like almost performing like a light surgery on the body and Mm. um i I was actually like well let me challenge this let me see i like to challenge things i like to test things so after doing this flush for maybe like the fourth or fifth time i was like you know what i have an audience i know these people are going to you know drink and they're going to eat poorly they're going to make <laughs> bad decisions right yeah. so let me put myself in a position where you know i can experience that so i said i'm gonna have some wine i'm gonna have a glass of wine after i do my flush so my my, oh, wow. my flushes last um it's like a week process it's six days and then on seventh day i rest and i just usually kind of fast mm. um but this time i decided to have a glass of wine man the next day I was peeing blood. Holy shit. Like it, it wasn't even, it wasn't just, you know, like my color, it was like a little color, like it was a little trickle. I was peeing blood. It looked, it was, it was 
there was so much blood in my urine. I thought it was wine. I was just like, is, am I like peeing wine? Cause I know I had wine. Is it some way that the wine just flowed right through my, no, I was peeing blood and it scared the crap out of me. That's but, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, I didn't freak out. I didn't yeah. freak out because I knew that I had done this to myself. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed within probably hmm. th- uh, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of drinking the wine, I could feel my liver. For the first time in my life, I was able to feel my liver. And so when, when you know, you talk about how hard the liver works, oh, my God, it was working overtime, but I could feel it. I wasn't numb yeah. to it. It wasn't covered in mucus and sludge and and my body was sending me very clear signals. And it was just like, yo, what are you doing? So so between the pain that my liver was experiencing and seeing the blood in the next day, I knew exactly what I had done. And, yeah, and yeah. for the first time, I saw how damaging wine was. I saw how damaging alcohol was to mm. the system. Because you could get that well, um, fatty liver disease or whatever from um, drinking, but you can also get it from you know, just poor eating. It's yeah. it's really about like the 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 liver is dying. And yeah. we got to learn how to like listen to our bodies in the sense mm. that when it's sending us a very clear signal, we need to know what that signal means and how it's affecting us and maybe how can we support the body or, you know, like if you go into a room that's really really dusty, you're not your nostrils close up. Yeah. Your breathing gets shallow, right? So you got a choice. You can ignore it and be like, man, what's my allergies are messed up, you know, or you could be like, well, the air in here is really toxic. Maybe I should get out of here. Your body's sending you a signal, Mm. you know? Oh, yeah. So and that's the thing right there, though, is that water fasting, fasting, you know, whatever you're doing in terms of these flushes, it offers you that opportunity to reset those signals reset those pathways and that was probably one of the most fascinating things for me and like my first experiences early on was I didn't realize that all these times that I've been feeling hungry was really just my thirst trigger you know and then I started looking into it I was like oh my gosh it's like the same pathway that it's just been hijacked what am I what else am I missing out on you know and that's when I started to look at the subtleties of like what foods do I eat or like what habits have I been doing, like, especially when I was like drinking back then, that I would feel bloated in the morning, that I would like mm-hmm. visibly feel inflamed, that I would get weird skin irritations. Like I started to pick up more on that. And that's one of the things where it comes back to the sense of how just corrupt the Western medicine and medical field is like, yeah, surgeries and things like that, resetting bones, that stuff's pretty dope. That's modern medicine. But mm. in terms of truly healing the body, it's like we were born with everything we need to heal that's the most fascinating stuff is like, so I'm curious, you know, I think one of the things that got me sold on water fast was when I had my first like bowel movements and like after those first detoxes and I got, I got rid of some stuff in my system. I was like, I haven't eaten that in like a month. What? <laughs> like yeah. that was one of the eye opening things where I was like, Oh, I'm literally like, I literally have like rotten shit in me. <laughs> like <Yeah>. what? <laughs> this is real. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, there's a a statistic that says that the average American has anywhere from 10 to 20 pounds of just feces in just sitting in you. Now, that sounds fantastical. Nah, there's no way there's 20 pounds of literal feces in my system. Yeah, there is. Have you ever considered why you stink? Like, has anybody ever stopped to be like, man, why do I stink? Well, I know something else that stinks that has trash in it. You know, it's called a trash can, a dumpster. And so we're treating our bodies like dumpsters. We've got all of this excess fecal matter and and all of this crazy crap in our system. And, you know, so one of the things that I noticed when I did my when I did my one of my first fasts, um, I decided to take some herbs with it to help to detox Mm. and flush the system. And I remember I was sitting on the toilet and I, I was probably, you know, t- 10, 10 or more days into my fast at this point. And I was having a bowel movement and it was a big one. And, you know, that that always kind of throws you through a loop because you're like, <laughs> how am I having a bowel movement? I ain't ate for 10 days. And so um, it felt like just a big bowel 
and I like to look at, I like to look, I want to know. Cause I'm yeah, like, yeah. What's going on down there? Yeah. Like what's going on. <laughs> it was this long string of mucus. It was literally like a mucus snake. Maybe somebody people call it mucoid plaque and attached to it was old fecal matter. Yeah. So it was like this, just this really weird looking bowel movement. And hmm. that made me realize like, and, and, and I had that, you know, I had already started this process of eating, you know, eating and like, I had already started doing all these things and I'm like, wow, you know? So it's like people, uh, one of the things, one of the mistakes I see people make a lot when they learn about healthy eating right they watch one of those cowspiracy or forks over knives you know they watch one yeah. of them uh, uh documentaries that motivates them and they're like all right boom i'm gonna start doing vegetarian or i'm gonna start doing vegan okay cool i liken it to a house let's say that you have a house that you've, you've had for 20 years 30 years 40 years whatever how, however old you are and and in those 40 years 20 years 30 years You've been trashing the house. You get mad. You punch a hole in the wall. You know, you 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 clog up the, the plumbing system. Right. And then all of a sudden, one day you're like, man, this is my house. I got to take care of this thing. And you stop. You stop punching holes in the wall. You stop throwing beer cans on the floor. But you mm. never clean up the mess you made for the past 20 years. Mm. And that's to me what detoxing is. It's like, OK, you're eating healthy now. Great. But did you ever stop to clean up all the crap and all the mess you made? Most people don't. So so now you have all these people yeah. on these health journeys who are missing the most fundamental practice. You got to patch the wall. The whole There's a hole in the wall, you know? And yeah. um, that process is super, super important. And so, yeah, you, you see a lot of crazy stuff. Man, I've, I've had people send me pictures of parasites that look like you know, oh, the Loch Ness wow. monster come out of them. Like, seriously. Um, yeah. Things that look like they got eyes, like they're big enough to actually, I could visually see the eyes on this thing come out of people, you know? That's you, wild. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> That's you talk, wild. You talk about bloating. One of the things, so so you mentioned that, you know, how how sugar can hijack your neural pathways and just, it, it can, it can, yeah, it could do all kinds of weird stuff. Well, um, parasites can too, right? Parasites mm. have the ability to release, release neurotoxins. And, and they're literally, it's like kind of controlling you. It's like, it's causing you to have desires and, and you know, cravings and things of that nature. Um, so it's, it's a whole, you know, you really got to look at this holistically. Uh, I've yeah. seen surgeries. This is disgusting. You know how people have these crazy guts. Yeah. I've seen surgeries where people have had their stomachs open, their intestines open or whatever, and they have pulled worms out of people's gut, out of their system. Just It's like spaghetti. Like if you had a pot of spaghetti, I've Ooh. seen them just pull pounds of worms out of people's system. <laughs> you, you wonder why you can't get rid of that gut? You mm. have literally creatures, pounds of creatures living. And it's not even just that they're in there. They have a whole anus. So they, they're eating and they're pooping. So now yeah. their crap is mixing with your crap. And so this, why do you stink? Because you got a whole cesspool going on. So what I noticed was the cleaner I got, the less I stunk. And yeah, I, I actually, right? you, you notice that too? Yeah, yeah. I did a video, and I know people. People were in the comment section. They're like, "Chris, you want some? You want some BS? Like you, you're lying." <laughs> but I did a video where I talked about how um, I don't, I don't wear deodorant anymore. Yes, facts. I, I don't think I'm I, crazy. I don't need it. But you know, you know what? And this is what I love about nature. Nature's always going to uh, <laughs> prove. It's always going to prove what it is that you're experiencing. You look at a baby, a baby human. Most people are familiar with that sweet baby smell. It's like this weird baby smell that we all love. Yeah. Okay, so we understand that babies don't stink. They actually smell sweet. Babies don't wear deodorant. Babies' breath don't stink. Like, babies' poop don't stink. Like, it just smells like warm breast milk. Everything about a baby, even its excretions, mm. are 
to a degree kind of pleasing. Like it's just, it doesn't really bother you too much. Right? Yeah. We're, we're talking about healthy babies. You could obviously give a baby a whole bunch of crap and make them, but um, oh, yeah. it's like, why, why, why all of a sudden at the age of, you know, five or six, do we need to start wearing deodorant? And, you know, why do our breath start stinking? Like, I understand keeping the teeth clean, but why do you, why did your breath stink? Why do mm. you have morning breath and things of that nature? And it all goes back to the, the maintenance and the care of the body. If your body's a cesspool, you're going to smell like that. You get healthy, mm. your eyes brighten up. I don't have morning breath anymore. I just thought that was a thing. I, I thought it was you supposed to have it. But babies yeah. don't have morning breath. Let a have a have an infant baby talk to you. Goo goo gaga in your face in the morning. Smells perfectly fine. <laughs> it's so you true know? though, yo. Like people think that you're always on this like woo-woo crazy trip when you talk about that stuff. But it's like I literally haven't worn deodorant in like three years. Like pretty much since I started doing and like intermittent fasting, water fasting, and all that. And with that, I just want to say again, Chris, thank you so much for joining us and the founder of AHA. It's been real. Listeners, don't forget to tap into the after show. And again, thanks for watching Creatives Chat. Roll the outro. That concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching. Join us every Thursday at 3.33 p.m. Pacific Daily Time as creative minds get together and chat about who knows what. View more episodes on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, We Are Storically, for your conscious human apparel. Shop online at wearehistorically.com. Hi, I'm Darius Wilrich. I'll teach you everything you need to know about playing jazz piano like a pro with my 12-week online video course and downloadable guidebook, Jazz Piano Pro Essentials. Enroll today at jazzpianopro.com. Thank you for joining us. Have a happy always.